Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Email from Tony. What was that joke you told a while back about ignorance and apathy? I love to repeat this. Tony, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know and I don't care. That's it. What's the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know and I don't care. I care a lot about what happens in this country. And I was privileged to come here as a 13-year-old and become a Canadian citizen and learn about Canada, become part of the Canadian family, and try to contribute in my own way. And here we are today where I think we're really at a crossroads. And we're hearing this more from, from listeners. But we're at a crossroads as well with how Indigenous peoples in Canada are treated and how and the impact that Indigenous peoples have on this country and its future. And they must have a really significant impact because they are such an integral part of the history, the presence, and the future of Canada. I have great respect for the young Indigenous leader who joins us now. He's the former chief of Cowess's First Nation in Saskatchewan, Cadmus Delorme. You may be the former chief, but uh, the honorific stays with me when I introduce you. I may have to introduce you as the former chief, but when I'm talking to you, I'll talk to you as, uh, as Chief Delorme. Is that okay? Thank you, Roy. That, that's fine. It just, it just comes with no signing privilege anymore. Well, I imagine there's a very interesting and stimulating future for you, Chief. You, uh, you bring a lot to the table, a great deal to the table. What's, what's your message to Canada and Canadians and about Canada on this Canada Day weekend? I wasn't inspired by the Prime Minister's message, but what's yours? Mm-hmm. Thank you, and, and thanks for the audience for giving me time to share on, on such an important matter. Uh, yesterday, Roy, my family and I celebrated Canada Day uh, with Canadians uh, in Treaty 4 territory at uh, called, called Round Lake. It's, it's kind of by Cowsis. And uh, it was amazing. You've seen red shirts. You've seen orange shirts. You've seen Canada logos. Uh, we all shared in the fireworks at the end of the day. And my kids, Roy, were playing on the playground with Canadians, with Indigenous, with new Canadians. And, and that's Canada, just watching the kids play on on the playground. And, you know, to, to reflect on your question, uh, you know, in 2021, it was a real tough time in this country uh, to validate what we all inherited today as Canadians and Indigenous people. Uh, the Kamloops, the Merville, and now 16 other residential schools has confirmed their unmarked graves and are now doing their research. And, you know, today we are just all celebrating a country that's 160-some years old. Uh, but also realizing that um, we have some work to do together as Canadians and Indigenous people. Is there a unified sense of purpose among First Nations? There is, Roy, and, and it's unified even with Canadians. Um, you know, there's many allies out there, uh, Canadians, there's many Indigenous people, um, you know, and the end goal is simple. Indigenous people want parity in this country with Canadians while our Indigenous worldview isn't tested anymore. 
And, you know, I don't, I've never met a Canadian that refused that or denied or debated with me about that. And, you know, the challenge is, Roy, is we're going to disagree on how to get there. And, you know, Indigenous to Indigenous, we're going to disagree on how to get there. Indigenous to Canadian, we're going to disagree and Canadian to Canadian. But the end goal, Roy, I'll repeat it one more time. Indigenous people want parity in this country while our Indigenous worldview isn't tested anymore. And if I can add on one little 10 second. Indigenous people don't want pity. We don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. Like we, we just want to make sure we get to our parody. Yeah, I'm glad you said that um, because, and, and I asked you about whether there was a unified sense of purpose among First Nations. So I was going to extend that into including First Nations, provinces, and the national population. I left the national government out for my own reasons. Um, and I was... Just, con- I just am concerned that we don't set our GPS to different compass points. That we all head in the same direction together. It's, and, and I hear you saying that's happening. Yeah, it's um, you know, there's so many drivers going on in this country right now. You know, you got uh, post-pandemic where you know our economy, we're we're trying to get to. Uh, equilibrium again we we have uh, politics and politics has really if i can speak very openly how politics is 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 kind of going in this country is is a little too uh i don't want to use the word polarization but it's like getting to a point where i think politics needs to calm down a little bit and you know we got other drivers we got cultural impacts we got social impacts we got new canadians that are arriving um you know we got international affairs and reconciliation and, you know, two years ago in 2021, if we did a environmental scan in this country on what our priorities are, reconciliation probably would have been on the top in 2021. But in 2023, you know, we kind of as Canadians and Indigenous people focus on the uh, task at hand and what we find is the immediate. And maybe reconciliation is maybe not the top anymore. But I tell you, Roy, the more that we focus domestically on our internal as Canada and Indigenous people, the more our social and economic will lift and all Canadians and Indigenous people will feel a positive impact, the more we better understand what truth and reconciliation means to all of us. So not to belabor a point, Chief DeLorme, but if I were today inside Cowess's First Nation, speaking to the people of Cowess's and asking them, what are the primary goals and objectives? What would I be hearing? What you yeah. just said, what you just told me? Uh, right. I, if I can get more specific, and this is what's amazing with your radio station, is we can have uncomfortable conversations and let's dissect, you know, what we all inherited. Uh, I'm going to say something, and, and all, uh, you know, audience, please remember, Indigenous people don't want pity. We don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. But as Indigenous to Indigenous, you know, with, with five, six generations of oppression, we've kind of become a little bit of our own worst enemies to each other at times. And we're beautiful people. Listen, we have beautiful culture. We have beautiful kinship. We, we, you know, but remember, we don't want pity or don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. But, you know, we kind of tend to manage poverty amongst each other now. Like it's almost become a cultural norm to like the funerals and, you know, the, the, um, you know, just, just the family, um, the opposite of vertical lineage, the family breakdowns. And when you would come to Cowes, we're a beautiful First Nation, like 630 across this country. 
you know, but, you know, deep down, we're tired of managing poverty. Like, we want to lift this ceiling. And many Canadians and governments and business are helping us lift the ceiling. But the thing is, is it's only going at a pace that is beneficial to, you know, the betterment of Canada, if I can say it like that. And so, you know, the expectations are high. Um, but for Indigenous people, you know, if you were to come to Cowes tomorrow, Roy, you and I would probably go play golf, have some <laughs> lunch and uh, go walk around and not show yeah. our beautiful uh, facilities and, and community. But at the same time, you would see that the the patience is dwindling yeah. in regards to just the managing poverty mindset. Yeah. The only reason I chuckled when you said play golf, because I know you're a scratch golfer. <laughs> So uh, there would have to be strokes on every hole, including the par threes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because you said something when we started talking, and I, I take this to heart, what you just said, managing poverty. That's a very, very important, um, that's a very important statement for people to understand and retain uh, going forward. But we, you and I on the air, we've always had the ability to take on um, challenging issues that others might shy away from. And it's it's always been a great conversation. I've gotten answers from you that I don't think I'd get from most people. I, I wonder if I'd get from any. So that's why I always, uh, always value our conversations. Chief, um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, and I started the show this, this afternoon or today with uh, Joe Warmington of the Toronto Sun and uh, Post Media, who was challenging uh, the prime minister when he yesterday said he'd be open to reviewing the, the national anthem. And the point was, do you have to say that on, on Canada Day? But then we started talking about, and Joe started talking about, and I did as well, about historic figures who have been, um, um, I don't want to say written out of history, but Canadian history, but to some people, they are... They have been, and they, a lot of people in this country believe that they need to be written out. So I'm asking you, what is your thinking on historic figures in Canada, like the first prime minister, Sir John A. Macdonald, and the role they have as far as historic figures in the Canada of today and tomorrow? Yeah. Thanks, Roy. The, I'm going to take a three-minute journey here on, on your question. The... This country is 167 years old. I'm going to get a year off. I apologize. I did not in memory the exact year, but we're 167 years old. And we've been through a lot in, in molding this country. But this country had at one time a mission that's different than today. You know what? Justin Trudeau or, or Stephen Harper or... You know, like like this this last two prime ministers with governments and you know provinces, like nobody today created a residential school Indian Act or 60s school. We all inherited this moment, but when it comes to the history, the education system in this country set us up for this moment to have these uncomfortable debates because baby boomers, Generation X, Generation Y. I'm a Generation Y, Roy, and I went to a reserve school. It's no different. We were all not given the truth when it came to the relationship with Indigenous people in Canada. New Canadians today that are getting orientation into this country are not given the true relationship story yet. 
And so, you know, the ignorance to the truth when we talk about uh, historical, like, like John A. MacDonald, I'm going to read you a quick quote, um, and, and this may be triggering to some that are listening, so I just want to pre-warn, but I want to read you a quote that John A. MacDonald said in the House of Commons in 1879. When the school is on the reserve, the child lives with its parents who are savages, and though he may learn to read and write, his habits and training mode of thought are Indian. He is simply a savage who could read and write. It has been strongly impressed upon myself that Indian children should be withdrawn as much as possible from the parental influence, and the only way to do that would be to put them in central training industrial schools where they'll acquire the habits and modes of white men. You know, when I read that, Roy, not to try and trigger anybody or create debate, but let's just understand, how come when we learned about history in our country that we never realized that our first prime minister had the mandate of that, and now today we're talking five generations of Indigenous people with a relationship in this country that just want parity. And so to answer your question about, you know, the anthem and, you know, all these different... um, Let's just understand that this country, we've got to remold ourselves right now. And, you know, our kids in the next generation have two options. They could thank us now for the tough work we're about to do together, or we could tell them, you deal with it because we don't know how. And, you know, I just want to use another country, for example, because other countries are watching us and we can watch other countries. Uh, I'm not praising New Zealand as a perfect country. They and the Maori have a tough go yet. But in the 70s, New Zealand, a Westminster country just like us, decided to stop fighting the rights holder Maori and started to work and remold the country. Canada, we have to stop digging in our heels, and it's both sides, Roy, it's Indigenous and non-Indigenous. We got to stop digging in our heels. We just got to all understand that we all have been misconceived in history to this moment. And the truth tellers are tired of telling the truth. So, Roy, my long winded answer is we just got to remold ourselves. And it's going to take a tough go because politicians need to get reelected. And this conversation may get some politicians not reelected. So, one of the drivers is government in this. Well, you know what I've said to you many times, and I've said it to you personally, that I think you should get into federal politics. <laughs> and I said to you that if you do, I will fly out to Saskatchewan, and this may do you more harm than good, <laughs> and I'll campaign for you, because I think that you are um, a young man with tremendous potential. And Chief, it's, it's an honor to speak with you. Always appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. And a happy Canada Day weekend. Happy, happy Canada Day, Roy. Thank you and your audiences. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 